0: Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside and you're in for a treat today. Jessica G is here from the Bucket List family. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I got to read an advanced copy of your book. I was telling you it's PDF and even through the PDF, I mean, immediately I was drawn in the photos, the words, the advice, the adventures. It is called Bucket List Family Travel. Share the world with your kids on 50 Adventures of a Lifetime. Huge congratulations. What an
1: accomplishment! Thank you so much. Thank you. Never did I ever think I'd be writing a book, let alone with National Geographic. So this is something I'm so proud of. Worked on it for years. And to see it come to life has just been really, really special.
0: A National Geographic book. and. It is so comprehensive. This is a book that you go through the ins and outs because what's really unique about what you've done is you have traveled the world with young kids. And so you go through the ins and outs of expectations of how to pack all the way down to where to go. And you have these different itineraries. I closed the book, really, I closed the PDF and I immediately was thinking, well, which one are we gonna do? <laughs> which I think is the point you are inspired to do more by opening the book and reading through and reading about your adventures. Here's what I love, Jessica. It's bookended with these two things. At the start, Garrett says, I'm officially married to an author yes. from National Geographic, officially. And then you end the book by saying, my husband is officially a Nat Geo photographer. And it's something that he had always dreamed of. So it's like you bookend this new book with these dreams. And he had one, you know, he likes photography something he had thought about doing since he was a kid. But you were just a normal mom.
1: Oh, totally, totally. And I talk about that so much throughout the book that I am just regular, moderate, conventional, all-American girl. That's kind of how I was brought up. And that's always the life that I thought I would live. And I have a dad who worked in nine to five and a stay-at-home mom. You know, like I was very blessed all growing up and just expected to do the same. So the life that I've lived the last eight years has been something that I never even yeah. I never would have imagined.
0: Was there a point where you noticed the shift? Because I'm sure that in a lot of ways, you still feel like a normal mom. You're still doing normal mom thing. Oh, oh,
1: yeah, of course. Of course.
0: But was there a, an exact point where you could pinpoint or was it gradual where you were like, oh, this has changed. Something's different.
1: I remember when we took off, we sold everything and we had planned four months of travel. And then we had planned to come back home. And, and the plan was okay. Like, we had set our savings aside. Garrett, my husband had had, um, he's like an entrepreneur, a tech entrepreneur. He had had a business that he had pitched investors to. So he was ready to like get back to the grind and we were going to get a house and we were going to get back to it. And that was the plan. And I was surprised when we got back home, it was Christmas, 2015. And we both kind of separately wanted to make our decisions and then say like, I want to keep going or I want to stop. And I was so surprised that me and my own decision was I am loving this. Like I loved spending all my time with my family. I loved the minimalistic lifestyle. I was shocked that I didn't mind living out of a suitcase. Like, and for me, like I said, this normal girl, like that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, wow, I can do this and I'm good at it and I'm thriving at it. And it's just something that I never would have planned, but, um, you know, I, I went with it. That was definitely the moment that I was like, let's go.
0: Mm-hmm. And when did it change when you realized we're famous for this?
1: Oh, I don't know. That was a weird, I'll say like, I'm not one who should be in this role. And maybe I should, maybe because I don't like it. Uh, Maybe I am the person for it. But (laughs) early on, I was like, we got some criticism. We were on like a people magazine article or like a people, you know, article online. And we got so much hate, but you know, the people who are reading people magazine are not necessarily my people. Mm-hmm. So it made me realize like, I need a thicker skin. And that aspect of it was really good for me. Like I needed to be more confident in how I'm raising my kids and the decisions I'm making and how I'm spending out. You know, like what I'm putting out there, like I'm confident and I'm living the life that I want to. And it yeah. doesn't matter. What thing. And I've of course gone through like, highs and lows of social media, as I think all of us do. Yeah. But uh, that just early on when people started criticizing me is yeah. when I first realized like, oh, this is catching on.
0: <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's not what I would have thought, but that does make sense. Yeah. It was in the lows oh, for sure. that you realize, oh, I'm a thing. This is a thing. Wow. Totally. And you stuck with it. And here you have, which is a really, I think, inspirational lesson for people. Stick with it. Stick with it. And here you have this book coming out. national geographic i love on your instagram it's like screenshot your favorite cover because it's like got the cover and then you've got all this video Uh, oh
1: my husband put that together while we were traveling the summer in africa and i was like this this is the best ad i've ever seen i was
0: i was sold (laughs) i'll buy my own book
1: (laughs) yeah
0: you actually got a physical copy right around your birthday Oh, did
1: yeah we had just gotten home from our summer travels and it was here for me and it blew me away. Mm -hmm. And not only is it beautiful, but it like, I I feel like it's just a giant family yearbook of the last eight years. And uh, like you were saying, like kudos to my husband for like, like these are his pictures, you know? And I do know like when we had signed this agreement with National Geographic, the plan was to have half our photos and half Nat Geo photos, but it is probably 85% our photos and they're, photo editor was like, your guys' stuff is great. And it just makes more sense to have your photos here. So that was really fun to see so Mm -hmm. much of Garrett's photos in there. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you were emotional when you opened that book. And he commented, you can see the heart in her eyes. It's just so beautiful. You had to get it in your hand and have these full, some of them are full spreads. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous photos. You had talked in there and I thought this was really interesting. You guys have bounced back and forth, right? You're in Utah, you're doing the soccer thing. You're in Silicon Valley, you're doing the startup, you're going back and forth. We're going to finish out the soccer, bouncing back and forth. And you had talked about how in that experience, you rubbed shoulders with a lot of people that were wealthy and successful, both wealthy and successful. How did that shape your view of what you want for your own life?
1: Immensely. I remember very clearly the day we were living in San Francisco and Garrett actually went to, um, he went to a, um, the baseball team there. Um, yeah. San Francisco
0: went- 49ers. No, 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 no. no that's, that's, that's not it. Ball. Uh, San Francisco. Like um, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> sound like idiots. It's fine.
1: Um, we go, to, he goes to the baseball game and he got invited by his idol. He is, uh, CEO of some of the biggest tech companies in the world. And he's also a designer. Garrett's a CEO and a designer. So like he went with him and he was so excited to be there. And he, you know, it was one of the things like you're meeting your idol. And they sat down and they had a great conversation. And Garrett was like, oh, because you're sitting at a baseball game for like three hours and you just get a chat, chat. So Garrett got to really know this guy and nice guy, super successful And he kind of kept asking him, well, well, tell me about your family and tell me about, you know, this and what do you like to do? And Garrett learned. And, you know, this guy's probably living his best life, like good for him, you know. Mm -hmm. But Garrett realized like, oh, you know, you don't have a a bunch of friends or, you know, or like Mm -hmm. you don't have maybe those relationships or like the values that I have of health and family and experiences and travel like he's grinding. So he just kind of realized like, oh, who I thought I was aspiring to be is actually not what I want to be. Mm. And that's okay. And so honestly, we we left San Francisco a month later. Wow. Uh, and that was such a turning point for us to realize it doesn't matter. And then, and then honestly, it was less than a year later that the company sold. And then it was another time in our lives, which we were so blessed to be these 20-something-year-olds and who had become millionaires. And there's not a lot of people who... We just didn't have many people to like look to for an example at that stage, you know, and, and to, to say, okay, well, our whole lives, we've been taught money and work is what we're, you know, and careers is what we're working towards. And then to be at that age and be like, oh, actually we're good. So what does matter? Hmm. And it was those conversations that was like, where do we want to spend our time? If money's not an option. Or you know, is an effector. Where do you put your values? Or not even your values. Where do you put your time?
0: Yeah. But well, what are we going to do with our life? Yeah. What are we- it was interesting. It was interesting to read your story, and obviously, I I knew your story to an extent, and you dive quite a bit into it, into the book. But you say it didn't feel right to touch the money from Scan. We were afraid it could disappear as quickly as it had come. And I thought that was such an interesting thought because you do hear about the only other time you hear about things like this in any space that's somewhat often is if someone wins the lottery and what they tend to say is they're broke within x amount of years right and it's usually a small amount of years it's not like 50 years right it's you know it's like four years and so i always thought well if you win the lottery you should take half of it and set it aside so that once you've learned the lessons of why you lost it all totally you can try again totally. and so that was a really neat thing that you set it aside to let it breathe Give it some time, totally. figure out how you want to live, figure out what kind of parents you want to be, what kind of family you want to be. And you went and did that. You went and did it. You took four months and then you go further. And now you have this phenomenal book out, The Bucket List, Family Travel. I mean, this is one families are going to want to, I think it's so important for kids to see hands-on real life living too kids will love this book you tend to think this is a book that a parent picks up because it's got all the information in there that you need but also your kid is going to be inspired because they're going to see these actual photos of kids living life and not being on screens i mean this one's going to sell (laughs) so beautiful the book is divided into two parts yeah the first part is i'm going to explain to you the ins and outs of this because a lot of people have traveled a lot of places, but people have not done this with small children. So you go through and you explain the ins and outs. And then the second half of the book is this list of adventures that you could do and where to eat, where to stay, what to do. Here's some pictures here. You could do some service projects while you're there. And it is so inspiring. Each one has like a little tagline underneath it. I loved that part. So you, it would say something like, walk with penguins it would be a one sentence kayak with dolphins live in a fairy tale go on a safari in the serengeti swim with humpback whales so it's split into two parts and one of the topics that comes up a lot is expectations mm-hmm. i've always thought when we're at home and we're in routine there's less decisions to make there's less things to fight about and as soon as you step out of that there's a lot of chaos Who's sitting next to who in the airplane? What snacks are we bringing? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to eat? It all goes out the window. So can you tell us, you traveled with very small children. How do you deal with this expectations of how it's going to go?
1: I mean, I would say very early on, our uh, routine became non-routine. And 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 we, I will say we had a little bit of a routine, you know, like the days we were traveling, you know, when we had a place, we had a routine. Like when we were at, you know, New Zealand, it was we wake up mom and dad work out. You, you know, I would spend some time doing some like learning stuff or like a little bit of homeschool stuff. And, and then we've gone on adventure. So there was always kind of something expected to the day. But then as far as expectations, especially with little kids, like we always had to give them so much grace. We couldn't jam pack a day because they're little kids, you know? And I would say most of the time, if there was a meltdown, it was because they were hungry or tired raising kids is hard and it doesn't really matter where you are. They're going to have a meltdown at the grocery store and they're also going to have a meltdown, you know, at the base of the Taj Mahal. Like it doesn't really matter.
0: So we might as well be at the base of the Taj Mahal. Right. Right. Who wants to be in the grocery store?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think just understanding that kids are kids, no matter where you are, and being willing to control not only your, m- most importantly, your emotions, you know, and how you are willing to handle that. But our kids have, we set very high expectations for our kids, even at a young age. And mm-hmm. they know how to walk through security. They put their bags on the conveyor belts. They pull, you know, they don't have an empty water bottle. They get on the plane. They put their seatbelt on and the bag underneath the thing. They can ask the lady for cranberry Like we have high expectations and they know, you know, like, If we're at a dinner, they're not going to use mom's phone. They're going to sit and participate in a conversation and they're not going to run around lines, you know? So I feel like when it does come to those sorts of expectations, we have very high expectations for our kids Mm -hmm. and and to travel and you, it takes a minute to teach them that, Mm -hmm. but
0: they've learned it over the years for sure. Mm -hmm. And that makes it easier in time. I would imagine. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm maybe contrary to many, many parents you know, parenting values. I, I think you gotta. Kids are resilient, and if you take your kids out of their comfort zones, you you might be surprised to see that they're you know they can handle more than than you're throwing mm-hmm. at
0: them. You have very specifics in here. You're talking about which months are the hardest nine to twenty four months. Oh yeah. Doing red eyes with babies. How to deal with jet lag. So specific things are in this book. It is worth it to read. Because like you say, travel can be stressful, exhausting, intimidating, and overwhelming, but you still do it and you did it. You did it for years. Can you tell us about the 11 hours in p clothes story?
1: Oh, brother. (laughs) That was maybe the worst travel day we've had. We were flying from, let's see, I believe we were going from Bhutan home to Hawaii, but the route was, I think, Bhutan to Thailand, Thailand to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to Honolulu. That was the route. And my fault, I had like missed, we missed our flight. I thought it was a different time and just completely missed it. So we got on the next one, we're on a very full flight. I always try to buy my like toddler, a two and under. I'll try to buy him a seat, but I like couldn't get him a seat. So I was holding my baby. Garrett was sitting over on the other aisle trying to sleep with Manila, who was like four at the time and is potty trained. Well, potty trained. And he just wakes up in the middle of the night and it's just wet. And like Manila is just peeing on him. And you know how pee like kind of stings if you like are sitting in pee? Well, maybe most people don't know that, but it does. It kind of burns. And Garrett didn't have any clothes. And then I had changed Manila's clothes. I had an extra set and Manila during this layover, I guess, had drank a ton of juice. So Garrett's so angry and you have nothing to do, but like, take that out on your like travel companion, which is me. And so Garrett was so mad at me, even though he had no reason to be mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) And then he actually peed on him again, like two hours later, like Manila walks off the plane and just like, I think we had wrapped him in like a sweatshirt or something. And Garrett was just covered in like
0: (laughs) two rounds of pee, (laughs) Yeah, two rounds
1: of toddler pee. And that was, that might've been our, one of our weakest moments as a
0: as a (laughs) traveling family well that is the type of thing that's happened in our life like when you step outside of your day-to-day then you're like well who (laughs) who gave them all the juice and it totally Exactly. You're like, you're a little bit in survival mode, you're traveling, you just make decisions. And sometimes it turns out to be the wrong decision, but you would have no idea because it's innocuous. It's just juice.
1: I know. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because that's exactly what happened. We're like, oh, we missed the flight, you know, let's just keep the kids happy, give the kids some juice. But then it, it came back <laughs> around.
0: <laughs> but you talking here about your attitude, I loved this. Your attitude toward life comes from your dad. Can you tell us about your mornings with your dad?
1: My dad would come in every morning and he was so sweet. He would come in and he would rub my arms and he would rub my legs, just like slowly wake me up. He was so sweet. And I, I would get up. We had like an early morning Bible study that we would go to before school even started. So I was, you know, waking up at like 530, 545, mm-hmm. he would come in so sweet and he'd wake me up and he would always be in the best mood. And I'm just like an, a cranky teenager and I would just be grumpy, but you know, as teenagers are, you didn't want to wake up. And he would always say, are you happy, Jessica? And I would say, yes. And then he would say, then tell your face. And then that made me (laughs) even more mad, but like, he's exactly right. So he would say these platitudes like that, or, you know, and then he would continue to say, you choose your attitude, you choose your attitude. And, you know, as such a grumpy little teenager, it's so funny how much it's come to bite me in the butt later on in life. But now it's like our family motto. And Honestly, at least once a day, I'm telling that to one of my kids, like you choose your attitude, you choose your response to these situations and it's totally up to you. So my dad's annoying platitudes that came as a teenager are now like the family motto. <laughs>
0: well, and you it's permeated into other people too, right? Because there was a part where you were saying you'll travel with other people and you had suggestions about traveling with other people because people travel differently than each other you talk about traveling styles. So you're traveling with other people. You want to make sure that if you travel as a group that you've set up the expectations, even with the adults, what are you trying to instill in this whole experience with a group of people, adults and kids as sort of the motto of our travel. Totally. totally.
1: And like, if we're coming with friends,
0: we're very
1: cautious of whom we invite. And like, I don't, I don't want to be with people and I may love you as a friend, but If you're the type of person who can't keep it together when things go bad, then I don't want to be, you know, traveling with you
0: Mm -hmm. because things are hard. And I liked what you said in the book. I think you said it even more than once. Don't expect to do everything. You're not going to do everything. You're going to do some stuff and you're going to be happy with that. And you say when your friends come, it's no whining, no crying, have fun. And that includes the adults, especially the adults, because I do think we can get thrown off real easily and then have a tendency to ruin it for others.
1: Honestly, I feel like it's even at the end of the day, it's more for us. And and you can kind of hear that like for toddlers and stuff. But as adults, that's so key to be, I don't know, it, it is what you make in it. If you're going to just have a negative outlook. I I remember standing in line in Hawaii and I was leaving, I was leaving the island and I was standing in front of these people who just could not stop complaining about this line and security. And Ooh. they were so angry. And I just kind of just sat there and listened, but it was a testament to like our, you know, outlook of, uh, of travel of if you're choosing to be negative, it's going to be really crappy. So mm-hmm. honestly, the best thing to do is just laugh <laughs> to just be like, you know, like we know better and we're lucky to be here and we're blessed to be here. And that's all you can do is just Mm -hmm. kind of have a little chuckle and not get frustrated because then it affects everybody, everybody.
0: Right. Right. And when you look at it backwards over the course of time, you're so happy you did it, and you don't remember a little bit. Like, you remember if you got peed on twice. You're going to yeah, remember that. Remember but that. you don't remember the little, you know, you remember if your kid, you talked about you fall, they fall in the airport, you're dealing with the bloody lip, you miss the flight. You remember those really big things, but you don't remember, like, this one time the line was long, and we yeah, had to wait. Yeah. No, nobody remembers that. You just remember what's in the pictures. You remember that you swam with whales, and that was incredible. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my Vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessies stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, Transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot, and for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops' price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash outside120 code. Outside 120 okay, so tell us all right, are you gonna choose a hotel that's got a really good breakfast buffet or a home rental? Uh, I personally will always take
1: a home rental personally not that I don't love a good breakfast buffet and someone else making my bed, but um at the end of the day, I love feeling at home and uh, I would I would personally take a vacation rental
0: hmm what about you oh definitely i like the vacation rental because there's more space there's more space for kids there's more things that they can do and we yeah we do that and then you can cook your own food
1: and i love that i love going to like local grocery stores and like seeing what they have and putting stuff together yeah i love that
0: mm-hmm. and usually the breakfast buffets are not that good yes. <laughs> we've been to a few but most of the time they're not very good but you talk about the logistics the nitty-gritties like are we gonna uh-huh. pick a hotel or are we gonna pick an airbnb And you talk about even safety. So what are, I mean, you guys have been pickpocketed or not pickpocketed. You've been robbed. You've actually had your stuff taken from you. Uh What kind of safety tips do you give to someone who's embarking on trying to travel in places maybe they're not used to?
1: I think you just need to maybe just kind of read up and just be a savvy traveler. Like Even when we got robbed in South Africa, It was I I started telling people and they were like, well, yeah, don't put your baggage in the back of a car ever like it was like it just happened. So like there's certain places if you're going to go to Europe, you can expect to be pickpocketed. So you have to, you know, be safe and carry, you know, certain your bags and your wallets and your phone stuff a certain way. So I think just being a savvy traveler is mm-hmm. kind of what you know safety. And then with kids, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things you can do with kids. Um, Garrett and I are very like on high alert at airports and at really busy tourist spots. We never post concurrently, you know, never tell people you're gonna be out of town. Uh, it's stuff like that. And then, you know, having um, those sorts of things that'll just keep you guys extra safe. And then, you know, we always have like a backup pharmacy of things in case anybody gets sick or that sort of thing. But I mean, knock on wood, like, We've had some, uh, you know, we've never had any like crazy, crazy things. A couple stitches Mm -hmm. in the Maldives in Thailand, but nothing too bad.
0: Mm -hmm. And if someone takes your stuff, but you've packed minimally, it's true. then they haven't taken all that much stuff anyway. Yeah. But all this is in the book. Safety tips are in the book. Hotel versus Airbnb, home rentals in the book. And then you'd go through some really quaint home rentals that you've stayed at and also activities that you've done at hotels like kids clubs and how to make it feel like home even when you're not at home. The traveling styles. One of the things then you also talk about is how do you pack? You used to take your magic bullet blender. I did. You used to take jars of spices. Yes. How has this changed over the years in terms of how you pack? Oh,
1: I mean, very quickly I was like, oh, you can buy cinnamon in Fiji. You know, like it was just so funny for me to have this like mentality of like, I can't get these things anywhere else. So, you know, I was packing a lifetime supply of diapers and wipes. And then I arrived to Tonga and you're like, Oh, there's babies in Tonga, of course. (laughs) So, you know, if if you want like a very specific type of diaper or wipes or formula, whatever, yes, I understand bring your stuff, but you know, like you can get things anywhere. And, you know, my expertise is especially in this long form of travel, you know, and it does apply to short vacations and stuff. But when I think back To when we first left, like I said, having a bullet, a magic bullet, like (laughs) what in the world? Just so funny. But you know, you see these parents who show up to the airport and they've got the pack and play and they've got the car seat and the stroller and the breast pump. And like you're literally bringing your whole house and it's exhausting. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: minimizing when you can or, you know, renting a booster seat or like ask if you're flying to home to see parents. You know, my parents have bought. Booster seats and car seats and stuff, and they have those there when we when we travel there. So stuff like that can uh, Airbnbs and hotels, like they have crips. You know, you just call ahead and they'll have one there ready for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And all this is in the book, so you get a little insight into. Oh, I went to this place and I rented a stroller. I didn't have to bring the entire thing, yeah. and it gives you just a lot of help, especially if you're traveling with kids. I loved that you had an entire page that was dedicated to. Here's some good destinations for infants. Here's some ones for babies that are nine to 18 months. Here's your toddler's list. Here's your young kid's list, Yeah. older kids. Here's your one if it's just you and your spouse and you're going to go just the two of you. I thought that was really sweet how you narrow that down for people. And then you go into these adventures. So let's talk about a couple of them. Well, what's interesting too is on top of, this is actually a question I had, on top of the min- this more minimalistic packing, like you're talking about each kid has a cube Each kid has their one backpack, but also you have gear Mm. quite a bit of camera gear, right? Because you're videoing and taking photos. I mean, these photos are now national geographic photos. And then also what about you were an influencer? So was there any of that too, where people are wanting you to take this product? Did that factor into it at all?
1: Um, yeah, sometimes, but honestly, we just, we wouldn't take a lot of things. I do remember, honestly, this was our very, very first influencer deal and it was with Dasani water but I remember like literally like getting these cans emptying them out trying to keep them like nice in my luggage (laughs) and like carrying them along but honestly we don't do too much of that so that hasn't Mm -hmm. been an issue but I mean the camera gear and I would say for anybody who's who's just wanting to travel with their family like for the most part they're not going to travel with even remotely what Garrett brings drones and underwater cameras and and housing and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i mean that's like a whole suitcase
0: that garrett has that yeah it's a whole extra one right it really is yeah but how to pack when they're younger you talk about what everyone needs and then you go into these different adventures so costa rica is the very first one you say it's a great place for a first international trip Mm. why
1: Well, first of all, lots of direct flights from the United States, really comfortable. I I love Costa Rica because they love their visitors. They're Mm -hmm. happy to see you and they just have this Pura Vida life of like, come and live life here and experience it. And it's, it's really beautiful. But then on top of that, you get the jungle, you get the beach, you get incredible wildlife, there's good food, Um, you get some unique culture um, it's kind of got all the things for us and we love coaster it's a great get your toes wet if you're trying out international travel for the first time
0: Mm -hmm. so you have all these places here some of them are in the united states like cannon beach yeah hilton head so you've got a wide breadth of options here you say your favorite european city amsterdam amsterdam (laughs) yep tell us why
1: Oh, it's just it's so charming, the canals and the boats and the food and the people like it's just uh, it kind of has everything. But it's not quite as like busy and chaotic as like maybe like a Paris or a London, you know, mm-hmm. it's all kind of right. there. You know, you can get around on a bike. Um, that's one of my favorite things. And even with the kids, they have these um bucket bikes that you can like stick your kids kind of in the bucket on front and then you just cruise around town and and that's such a fun way to see the city with children
0: Mm -hmm. what is it that you love about new zealand
1: new zealand has my heart i love it so much it's just everywhere you turn is a postcard and you like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and then you turn around and and you're okay now this is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen um, but just high adventure, so much to do, so much to see. The people are the salt of the earth, just lovely people. Everything's fresh and clean. And I mean, I would move there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love
0: it. Yeah, another place to live. Oh, so cool. You said your daughter loves Kyoto, Japan. Her favorite country, yeah. Japan.
1: Yeah, she does love Kyoto. She Japan is so fun with like everything's miniature. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh, you go into the shops and they have all these little hell kitty and you know, all these little figurines and just like a little girls, just knickknacks. She loves that. And then she also loves the food. The food is great. And the people are wonderful. It's high tech. It's such a different culture, but comfortable and so enjoyable. I don't know. It's just, you get there and and, and although it's so different than the United States, you're like, I feel safe. And I feel um, it's kind of a census overload, but it's it's a really special place. And and actually, we need to get back there ASAP. Dorothy's dying to go back. She hasn't been since she was three. So she needs to go back.
0: What a, And what a cool thing, though, for a young kid to have their favorite country in the whole world. She's been to so many of them. My son loves The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So tell us about that you reenacted oh, one of the scenes that the picture is so cool. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. The Was it Gagosa Falls, I believe it's called. And it's just this incredible waterfall uh, as part of the Golden Triangle in Iceland. And it is so beautiful. I don't think it's called the Golden Triangle. Something triangle. I have to check. Golden
0: Circle. Golden Circle. Golden
1: Circle. Thank you. It's a shape. Yeah. Golden Triangle in India. So anyway, yeah, every that's kind of like New Zealand where everywhere you go, I wouldn't even say it's a postcard. It's another planet. Like every Mm. turn is is another planet and it's really cool
0: Mm -hmm. let's hit one more because i would say if i had a bucket list i would go on a safari Mm -hmm. good choice where do you like to go on a safari
1: um we we have a spot in
0: tanzania that we
1: go back to time and time again and it's just outside of the serengeti national park and it's just it's a home away from home for us and i love it and i love being out with the wildlife it doesn't get old to me and waking up every day and just going out and seeing what you can find and and then thinking to yourself like oh these animals just live out here in the wild and this isn't this isn't an agio or a, a animal planet that i'm watching yeah. you know this is real life and it's so cool to see that winnethan God's beautiful creations and how he's put this earth here for us to enjoy. And it all works together in harmony. It's, it's everything. You would love it. You should go.
0: Yes. I mean i closed the book and i i just texted my husband today well i think we could go to costa rica because <laughs> that was the first one and it said great for a first international trip so i have highlighted a lot of this and i think that's the point of the okay. book right that you're supposed to close it and be like yeah what are we going to do <laughs> probably a little overwhelming i i get that it is probably very overwhelming i don't think so i didn't find it was overwhelming okay. i found that it was inspiring and a little like it's like jaw-dropping like our world like you said it's just stunning the amount of variety and things that you could go do yeah. so that's how i i closed the book and was like oh wide-eyed wide-eyed um, not overwhelmed so happy to hear that.
1: i feel like so many families my family included i grew up in a disney world family every year we went to disney world and i think a lot of families american families are you know, they're Hawaii people. They're like Powell people. They're Hilton head people, you know, like they have their spot and they go to time and time again, every year, which is great. I was the same way. And I still love going to Disney. There's so much nostalgia for me, but I hope this book shows a little bit of what else is out there. Mm -hmm. There's so much more than Disney. And there's so much more than even Hawaii, you know, like there's so much more out there to be seen and our eyes can be open, and the world is beautiful and, and anyway I, I hope this book will just inspire people to you know put something on their bucket list and work for it
0: and the itineraries are comprehensive without being overwhelming with each one of these places it's Bali it's Berlin Germany it's the Galapagos Islands it's one after the next Banff Canada Oahu Patagonia Brazil places in the United States with each one you have how to get there What to do, when to visit, where to stay, what to eat, with always little extras. And like I said, sometimes there's service project ideas. So each one is different, comprehensive, but like I said, without being boring or overwhelming, it's more of just, it whets your appetite and it makes you excited to think about it and maybe try it out and learn more. So when you go, a lot of times you're going right for a long time. This isn't like a five day thing. We're going to go and we're going to stay a while. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us? about this bathtub laundry trick.
1: Oh, sure. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just learned early on, you know, Now, if we get our babies, I always try to get a washer and dryer. That's the Mm -hmm. goal, right? But sometimes that just doesn't happen or sometimes you've got just a few things that need to be washed. So you take your clothes, you throw them into a tub, And you pour, honestly, if you can get some detergent, great. But honestly, for me, sometimes it's just hotel room soap. That's all I got. And you just throw it on top and you become your own personal washing machine. And you stomp on the clothes and you get the kids to stomp on the clothes. And you'll see so much dirt come out of the clothes when you rinse it. And then you just, yeah, rinse and repeat maybe two or three times. And then I kind of squeeze everything out with, bring everything out with my hands and then lay it up to dry. So that's the professional traveler uh yeah laundry tips
0: oh that's amazing you don't have to go to the laundromat if you're stuck like it, you know because sometimes you just can't you don't have the time or you can't get there yeah. and your airbnb doesn't have it so you can stomp away in the bathtub yep. and it works you've done it it works oh yeah yeah, yeah. we do it all the time still <laughs> yeah i love that this episode is brought to you by better help question what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing it can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit betterhelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel dot slash 1000 hours. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. And then you keep up with your health and fitness while you travel which i thought was really inspiring a lot of times obviously people go on vacation and they come back and they say i gained i gained x amount of pounds so if you're doing this as a lifestyle and you want to still be healthy how are you doing that
1: yeah well for us when, when we were traveling it was a lifestyle and not just a vacation i totally understand when people go places they really just want to enjoy all the foods but when it is a lesser, or even not, you know, like it's, it's fun to experience and go to gyms in other countries. Mm. So Garrett and I, every morning would take turns working out. And sometimes it was a hotel gym. Sometimes it was just like a run on some random beach. Sometimes it was a, a little workout in our hotel room and we would travel with bands or, yeah. or something like that. But we also traveled a bunch with protein powders and collagen and and, and aminos yeah. and pre-workout and stuff. So that was just a high priority and also it was the, it was mine and Garrett's um, and is our only time we're alone. It's our mental health hour that we yeah. give each other every day that, you know, Garrett usually wakes up first and goes out early, then he'll come back and we'll swap the, with the kids. And it's definitely not only physical health for us, but a big mental health aspect for us in our travels. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I thought that was really inspiring and also keeps you healthy because I know, you're traveling you're eating different foods and so just like moving your lymphatic system so it's helping with the entire system you say that this travel has helped your marriage which i think a lot of people (laughs) might assume that it would be a marriage crusher because it's hard and you're dealing with a lot of sticky situations when you have kids the journey brought garrett and i closer together talk to me about who takes what role mm-hmm. when you're planning? I mean, these are these are hefty excursions. Yeah. Who, who shoulders what? A lot
1: of times, uh, I, it kind of depends on whose idea or where we're going, right? So if Garrett's like, I want to go to Fiji because I want to surf, then he's going to have a lot more like kind of hands-on role with the planning. But for the most part, I've always been the executor. You know, sometimes Garrett's the, the dreamer and I kind of always put things into action. Mm-hmm. So I do all the travel planning, booking, or, you know, and a lot of times now we're working with hotels and destinations or tourism boards. So I do all that. And then Garrett is mostly
0: on the creative side. So, mm-hmm. and he's working. I mean, you're both working. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture with a computer because this is how you're actually making your income yeah. is you're working with yeah. different companies and you're posting And you're on youtube and doing all that so you talk in there about how you integrate that within the travels as there's so much in here (laughs) there is a lot in there it's fantastic okay so the truth is you never had a bucket list the truth is i never had a bucket list i
1: am a fraud
0: no i don't think so what you're doing is you're helping other people make their bucket lists by going ahead and doing all the things ahead of time yeah
1: i guess the point is it doesn't have to be a list right it's just living a lifestyle that is seeing what more is out there and living a life worth living each day and and making things extra special and it doesn't have to be in tanzania on safari but you know like planning hikes with your kids or planning outings to go really do anything like just getting out of the house and spending time, like you always say, like getting outdoors and being mm-hmm. together, that's really all that matters. and And everyone's family can do that. It just depends on, you know, where your priorities are at. So I think our missions are very much the same. Just getting families out, spending time together
0: mm-hmm. and things out of the norm because what was interesting that you wrote was, the more I travel, basically, the more I want to travel. yeah, And you would think, maybe, Especially if you've been to ninety countries, meh, I've, I've done it, but it that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, well, you'll you quickly like, especially as you like meet more people, you become addicted to just seeing what else is out there and hearing things. You know, like you go on one trip and then you hear other people, and like, oh, but you have done, have you done this? And you're like, no. Well, now I have to do this. So, <laughs> so you quickly want to see what else is out there. And for us, a lot of our families travel style and favorite thing to do is wildlife so we Mm -hmm. i feel like we're chasing wildlife around the globe and that's still if there is a list it's the list of animals that we haven't seen in the wild and that's kind of where at least for the next couple years where we'll be spending our time
0: wow i loved one of my favorite sentences was when garrett said you were talking about that you bring your own dive masks that is one of the things that you pack (gasps) and he said why would I ever go anywhere where I don't need a mask and fins?
1: Yep. yep. And now, unfortunately, that's kind of turned into surfing. He's like during COVID surf was his, his COVID baby. So now he's like, why would we go anywhere if there's no surf? And I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> oh, he's such a water baby, mm-hmm. such a water baby. Mm-hmm. But the kids are now too. And it's it, it's been a, a great thing for us to like do together as a family.
0: Yeah. Jess, this is... a just beyond beautiful book, I can't wait to actually hold a physical copy in my hand, but even like I said, just on the computer, the full life shines through through the pictures and the things that you say. The book inspires you to try something new, to meet new people, to get out and explore. You say there's no one right way to live your life. That's a freeing sentence. Because actually, I think everyone thinks that there's one right way it was a wealthy and successful people way. Right. Which is like you do school and then you do more school and then you do more school and then you work. And then once a, once a year you go to Disney. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I think I like well, even when we
1: took off on our travels, like very early on, I think as Americans, too, we're just taught this. America is the best. And this is how people want to be us. People love it, You know what I mean? And then we quickly got out on the road and we're like, no, we're, you know, like everyone has their own different way of living. And for the most part, family, friends, food, music, those are universal, but the way people go about it is different. And that was a very humbling, but like enriching thing to see. Oh, you know, Americans We have this uh, bigger, faster, stronger, quicker, you know, like uh, more, more, more and going to these other countries and saying, no, slow down, enjoy this time, you know? And yeah, just the, the mentality that I grew up with isn't wrong and it isn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has their own way of living and just finding what's best for your family is what you need to do. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised as anybody that this is the lifestyle that I'm living, but it's worked for Garrett and I. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a testament that it, there's not one right way. Yeah. There's all these different ways that you can do your life. And I love that. I mean, there's so many books about happiness, right? It's like, yeah. how do you become happier? And you said, family, yeah. friends, food, music. It's pretty good. A little bit of adventure, a little bit of nature. I mean, th- I mean this is it. Yeah. This really is, that is the path toward happiness. And so huge congrats. On a phenomenal book, phenomenal book, because you can take away from it: how do I pack for my eighth month old, and also how can I work on my marriage, and also how can I tell my face to be happier, and also what kind of a life do I want to live, and also if I want to go to Turkey, what would I do there, and also I learned that Fijians are the nicest people on the planet. I (laughs) there's so much in in there and it's beautiful it's beautiful the bucket list family travel share the world with your kids on 50 adventures of a lifetime national geographic book by captain jessica g is absolutely phenomenal comes out in february it'll be out by the time this podcast goes live there's also a tour and the tour is really neat because you are doing a book signing plus an adventure
1: yeah, that's the plan. We're we're planning uh, to have a bucket list experience in every destination. I mean, yeah, we're filming this podcast a little early, but it's going to be some cool adventures and some cool places. And we're trying to bring our audience along with us. So, um, yeah,
0: that's a really neat idea. Yeah. All right, Jessica, we always end our podcast with the same question. That question is, what is a favorite memory from your childhood that was outside?
1: Oh, my the first thing that came to mind is my parents. My dad had a boat. Uh, we shared a boat with another family and getting out on the water. As I, It's funny, I live on the beach, but I would take a lake any day. I love lake life. I love boat life. And I'm so grateful to my dad for being the one who always took us out boating and skiing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So those memories will be with me forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have really cool story in here about, well, this is different. It's not lake life like tubing, but it was like you could rent, I guess, a boat, a catamaran? yeah with like a bunch of other couples yeah yeah and have your own captain and everyone just splits the cost
1: yeah that's honestly that's that's my favorite way to travel at the end of the day not airbnb or a hotel it's it's a catamaran and it's like actually way more reasonable than i thought like you know each couple
0: is i think it was what like i guess it was like 2500 dollars a person
1: yeah, yeah, $2,500 per person, $5,000 her couple or, you know, six friends or your kids or whatever. But I mean, when that covers your food, your transportation, your activities, like everything, oh, that's easy, you know? hmm
0: Yeah, what a neat idea. There was so much in this book. You say, we're just an ordinary family doing ordinary things in extraordinary places. Jess, thank you so much for being here. Huge congrats on your new book. It is phenomenal. You are inspiring others to get more out of their lives. And I think there's nothing better than that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So appreciate your time.
2: Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is?